Hello, and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast. The Power Your Advice podcast is designed to bring you new ideas, why those ideas should be considered, and how to implement those into your business. This podcast is brought to you by iris.xyz, the most helpful place advisors can come to to grow their minds and businesses. This is your host, Doug Heikinen. And our guest for this episode is Mark David. Mark is a very special person in my life. I've known him longer than we both probably care to recognize. He's been a coach, a mentor, a friend for all these years, and I've grown from him in so many ways. And his words live in my head daily. Hello, Mark. Hi, Doug. How are you? I'm good. How goes it in the Bay Area? Staying safe? We are. Every day I continue to live the dream, and it's actually fantastic. Well, good. We got a lot to talk about today. You've written a new book, and you're going to share with us how to lead your company and team and family as a gifted leader during these challenging times. By the way, Mark's most recent book, The Gifted Leader, is a great companion for this podcast. So let's jump right into this. What are the realities that exist between the average leader and their employees, and what's the good first step to better this relationship? Great question. And I'm really, first of all, I want to just say again, it's so great to connect with you and all the individuals that listen to you on a religious basis. I just know what an impactful communicator you are and an important publisher of content you are. So thank you for all you do for all of us that listen to Iris all the time. Well, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Let me introduce uh, the, the Gifted Leader. And The Gifted Leader is a book that teaches us so many things. And I know I go back to it every day to get reinvigorated on being that leader that makes a difference. The relationship, to answer the first question, the relationship that most leaders have with their frontline employees and People are just so busy. Leaders are so busy today. Frontline employees are so busy today that there really isn't a lot of time that people have to put toward each other. The simple answer to eliminate this reality is to show your employees, contractors, vendors, your family members that you care. In The Gifted Leader, we talk about and the chapters are set up where you have what's more important making yourself more powerful or making those around you more powerful. What's more important, another chapter, being the one in the spotlight or the one leading the applause. The care factor that we're talking about is giving the positive attention in the relationships that are really, really important to you, not by the volume of time, but by the quality of time. Doug, do you know that 40% of the time in the average person's mind, this is when they're working within the brick and mortar of most companies, 40% of their time, they're thinking about, what does my manager, my leader think of me? This COVID has created an environment where it's almost doubled. So the disconnection is even greater. Imagine 80% of your employee's time is consumed with, what does my boss really think of me? The simple act of caring and letting them know how important they are to you. 
on a regular basis can really make a huge difference, Doug. So in these crazy times, in every time, in your opinion, what's the skill a leader must demonstrate to their employees daily? To truly listen. To truly, truly listen to them. People know when you're listening. People want to know what they're saying to you. You're comprehending. Whether you agree or not, doesn't matter, but you're truly listening. You need to support your employees to help them meet and exceed your, their goals, which in turn will help you achieve your company's goals. You need to truly listen, and people know that by you offering them and suggesting them the correct and timely adjustments to their vision, their strategy, and to their execution. Based on their input, you're creating programs to support all of your employees' success, both on a micro and a macro basis. Today's times are challenging. If you're going to be successful in this time where we are being forced to work from home, you're going to have to listen to your employees like you've never listened to them before because it's not about you, it's about them and how you help them on a day-to-day -day basis. Let me tell you a, a little story about the number one plant manager in General Motors during the 1950s. And this is happening in Michigan. So this individual, year after year after year, scored the highest plant manager ratings. His employees loved him. Well, what did he do that was so profound? What did he do that was so impactful? Well, he walked his plant three times a day, the morning, midday, and the afternoon. And he crisscrossed the plant. He had over a thousand workers. He couldn't visit everybody, of course, every day. But when he did stop to talk to you, he truly listened and people knew that. And when people gave him ideas, Many times those ideas, they would see born into the processes and procedures of the company and how they made those wonderful cars. But then he did something really interesting. He had an employee of the month award and it wasn't money. It wasn't just the title employee of the month. He did something that everybody clamored to want to do and be part of. Everybody. There wasn't one naysayer in the plant about employee of the month. This is what he did. He had a big leather chair that he sat in in the plant manager's office. Employee of the month would not only win the employee of the month title, but then you would go to the plant manager's office you would sit down in his chair that had heavy due to roll, rollers on it, and then he would roll you, huh? <laughs> roll you in the morning, in the midday, and at night three times. When he crisscrossed, you were in the chair. Oh, gosh. And people were high-fying and screaming and yelling. It was, it brought the plant down. It brought the plant down. Why? Because he truly truly listened to them, he truly connected to them. And the gifted leader 
a few of the chapters say, what's more important, keeping secrets or sharing ideas? What's more important, information or communication? Let me just read you a little bit out of that chapter, information or communication. The two words, information and communication, are often used interchangeably, but they signify quite different things. Information is giving out. Communication is getting through. Uh, what is it, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? Isn't that the type of leadership you really want to be known for? Absolutely. I know I do. Absolutely. So you've identified the difference between a leader and a gifted leader. So how would you describe the behavior of the gifted leader? The, the gifted leader, one of the main tenets is they're living, working in the present moment of now. And what I mean by that, they're awake and they're aware and they're conscious of their state of mind. They have the ability to think before they speak and act toward others. In the present moment of now, they are absolutely confident about themselves, but they're patient, they're relaxed, they're calm, they're knowing. You know, this word knowing in the present moment of now is incredibly important. You know, many of your listeners have younger children, and many of the children are having a very difficult time not being with their friends, not being able to interact with other family members, cousins and aunts and uncles. And this, this segregation is really, really hurting them. The knowing I'm talking about is not only at work, but being the parent and understanding that you must exemplify knowing that we're fine. Not we're going to be fine. Not that everything's going to work out. No, we're fine right now. We're in control of our reality. The majority of it is up to us. The gifted leader says to themselves, I own the responsibility to create my reality in the present moment of now. The gifted leader is not the victim, but the hero. The victim, and I see that in my mind's eye as the hamster in the hamster cage, assumes things should be different than they are. The hero is the proactive thinker. They accept what is. They accept it. They accept we're working from home. They accept that many places are in lockdown. They accept it's not business as usual, but with that acceptance, then they step into their vision. They step into their plan. Their plan is in place. They're executing on that plan without fear of failure. They have the confidence and knowing that their efforts will equal success. Be present in the now. I know that I've had a couple of SOS calls to you about that. And being where your feet are is so important. And demonstrating it. Exactly. And you can't be a phony about it. First of all, your children will see right through it. And so do your employees. You either see the vision of us doing fantastic today 
or you don't. Your plan mirrors your vision. Your execution mirrors your plan that backs into your vision. This isn't hard, but you really have to be conscious of executing it every day. And Doug, we both know you're never invisible. Even though you're at your home and your employees are not there with you, they see you, they feel you, they know you. So don't fake it till you make it, just be it. <laughs> so what's the mindset of the gifted leader during these challenging times? Well, one thing they're not doing is throwing their hands up and saying, uh, well, I, I just give up. I, I just really don't know. And I hope we're OK. And just twisting our fingers and saying, gee, I hope somebody bails me out. No, they have a very clear understanding and they declare it to themselves and to their employees and to their clients. They start with a vision knowing what they want their life to be, their health, their family, their business. They create a strategic plan that defines the activities to accomplish their vision. And here, here's the moneymaker here. They make the correct adjustments to either their vision, their strategy, or execution to stay on track. That's the key. Adjustments are their moneymaker. I can tell you how good you are as a leader, manager, coach, mentor, trainer to your people by the last adjustments that you've made over the last 90 days, over the last six months. For many of us, we've been around for a while. Uh, I've been in the B2B space for 53 years now. And I'm telling you, I've gone through so many different challenges. And yes, this is a very different challenges. This is a invisible enemy that is around all of us. But it's still a challenge to me as a leader on how I create the vision and declare that that vision has been accomplished by creating the right plan, the execution, but making the right adjustments because I keep on as a leader, the gifted leader keeps on looking forward. They're not looking backward. They keep on looking forward. And you see spiritually, vicariously, people holding on to your hand and saying, take me with you. And that's what the gifted leader is so excited about, because it's not just about them at all. It's about their people and taking care of their people and their families. You must stay positive. And the easiest way to do that is the gifted leader stays positive by never letting down. On a one to 10, if total positivity is a 10 and you can hold it at an eight and you're just conscious of staying in that eight positivity mode. And if you drop down a little bit and you drop to a five because something happened, you pick yourself up and you get back to that eight but you don't go down to zero, you don't go down to one. You stay filled with gratitude from your head to your toes. The gifted leader says in one of its chapters, what's more important, your attitude or your aptitude? And it's your attitude. 
So let's talk about, I'm sorry, let's talk about time management. How does the gifted leader manage themselves and their time wisely? Well, time and self are so combined that they're interrelated because it's one unit. Consistent success comes from daily, weekly, monthly, yearly pre-planning. If your listeners could learn one thing from me today, they learn, would learn this. What gets written gets done. What gets written gets done. But not writing it for the sake of writing it, but you write it and you internalize it. You write the night before, you pre-plan your day, you pre-plan your week, you pre-plan your month, you pre-plan your year, you pre-plan your decade. To all of your advisors out there, this is exactly what they're selling, guiding, directing their clients. So convert your to-do lists, keep them as a constant backlog of things that have to be done, and convert your to-do list the night before for the next day, and convert it to what I call an achieve list. Create your one, four, five. What's your number one goal for tomorrow? What's your number one goal for the week? What's your number one goal for the month? What's your next four important goals that need to be accomplished? And if there's more than that, what's your next five? The average person that I coach has about three a day, and that's what I have. I have a one and then a one-two. Now, why do I do that? Because I know I can accomplish that. I know I can. And I look back at the day, at the end of the day, and, and I never say to myself, oh, what did, I, what did I get done today? I know what I got done today. I attacked my one-four-five. Within this time management, the universe gives us a couple of wonderful things. The first two is ACL, accept, change, or leave. Accept what is. Don't fight it. Accept it. Can you change it? If you can change it, most of the time we can't, then you have to change yourself. If you can't do change it or self, then leave. But most people can't leave, so it ends up on self. Time management is self-management. Time management is how nimble are you to change? You know, H.G. Wells found, after studying the book for many, many years, The Rise and Fall of Nations, he wrote, H.G. Wells did about the book, that the unpardonable sin is the refusal to accept new ideas and adapt to changing times. The gifted leader chapter that fits this is what's more important, fitting in or standing out. <laughs> so can you describe how the gifted leader is an excellent communicator? Well, the first thing that that gifted leader understands is they own the responsibility to communicate up front. They let their people know. They let their family know. You know, one of the greatest things, I, I did a podcast uh, not too long ago about this virtual reality and, and how to stay in it and be as productive as possible, both for yourself at work and for your family. And one of the things that my clients are doing is they're truly setting that expectation 
for the family the night before and revisiting it the morning of what's happening for the children that day, what's happening for the business that day, and aligning it so where we're not overlapping on each other and letting people know what the accountability is. This is not the time for less accountability. This is now the time for more accountability. Excellent communicators like the gifted leader understand that people do things for their reasons, not yours. In other words, you're talking to people in their language. We're learning more about people in their personal lives than ever before. Right. Every, I mean, we're we're doing Zoom meetings where children and spouses are walking in the background. People are saying hello. I had a situation the other day I thought was incredibly funny. I, I didn't want to say anything, but I'm, I'm doing a coaching session over the phone. And this individual, it was around lunchtime, and this individual, I hear this growling and it got so loud. I said to the uh, individual, Dave, I said, Dave, do you need to get something to eat? You know, your stomach is really making a lot. And he goes, Mark, that's, that's my dog. He's snoring <laughs> on my lap. <laughs> so I went, oh, my God, that's more information than I need. But it's a small little pug. Yeah. Well, poor guy's well, got, got some uh, air passage challenges. Yeah. But knowing about his pug, and I never would have known about that, and and now we talk about things of that nature. So communication is talking to people in their language. Achieving success will only happen through the voluntary effort of others. Their success is your success. And I'll leave you with this in this chapter. Use the uh, Pareto's 80-20 principle. 80% of the time, listen to your employees, listen to your family, not against them. In other words, form a blank slate in your mind so you can really comprehend what they're saying. And number two, the 20%, divide that into 15 and 5%. 15% of that 20%, you're really asking inquisitive questions that say you have listened. In that 15%, we're also giving them back feedback that's so important that says you listen. And 5%, you're actually leading, coaching, and directing. What are some of the key essentials that a gifted leader can put in place to be a world-class coach? Well, to create a positive culture is the most important thing I can tell your listeners. To support individuals to support their family culturally, which means, well, what does that mean? That means if they work for you, if there are family members of yours, you're challenging yourself as the leader, the gifted leader, to grow and develop them. Keep them in a growth and development mode. Let's just go back to basic biology. When you look at a human cell, it's either in growth or decay. There is no pause. There is no, let, let me just stop for a sec. No, you're either in growth or decay. 
And I'm saying the same thing about your company, about your family. Your job is to create that growth and development culture. The way you do that is you create a culture of no fear, confluency. And what I mean by confluency is two or more people work together and they're not afraid to tell each other the truth. No one's going to be vaporized by telling the truth. Actions, not words, are the key indicator of truth. It's not what we say. It's what we do. And that's one of the things that the gifted leader understands. They're modeling the behavior. They're not just talking it. They're modeling it. In this culture of growth and development, as the leader, as the coach, you're constantly adding value to that employee's growth and development in the business and possibly on their personal side. You're leveraging their strengths. You're shoring up their weaknesses. And Doug, this is where loyalty is built. This truly is where loyalty is built. It's built on the back of your work as that gifted leader with your employees, growing them and developing them. And lastly, success is really simple. If you think about it this way, you're doing your best against your potential. Releasing all individuals' potential will help the company achieve greater success than ever before. And that's what most people haven't figured out. It's not about doing the job description. It's about releasing the potential of every individual in your company. Exponentially, the energy that they will give you from that potential is mind-blowing. It's absolutely mind And it's so much fun to help them discover, one, what their potential is and how does it relate back to how and the why that they're here today. The Gifted Leaders chapter says, what's more important, say so or do so? What's more important, mobilizing others or doing a good job yourself? Mark, this has just been fascinating. So after everything we've discussed today, how would you sum up being a gifted leader? Great question. The gifted leader, by definition in the book, is the leader who can take people where they don't necessarily want to go, but ought to be. When you think about that, you let that just percolate and simmer down. What I'm saying is, you know your people well enough to help them move out of their comfort zones. You're helping them identify. They're not just working at work to work. Your family members aren't just there to be your family members. They're there because the last page of the, of the Gifted Leader says this, the place you are in now needs you today. The place you are in now needs you today. Your company needs you as this gifted leader, this is the focus you want. You're 100% in. Everybody knows it. You're not wavering. You're in. You have the heart 
of the warrior, not to hurt, not to maim, but the warrior's heart is the heart we are here already. Everybody knows that you know that we're already safe and secure. And that's why everybody wants to work with you. That's why every one of your family members want to be part of your family. Mark, where can they find the book? Is it on Amazon? Uh, actually, not yet, but it's at my website, www.markdavid.com. Yeah. And it's an investment of $35, which includes uh, shipping. And I would love uh, to meet many of your readers. And I will personally, if they order a book or, or two, follow up with them and have a, if they want, a wonderful conversation. And we can talk about their business, their families, themselves. That's great. Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you joining us today. Doug, so, so great to reconnect with you. And please send my best to your family. Thank you. For everybody at Iris Media Works, our producer, Jakey Beard, and the Power Your Advice podcast team, this is Doug Heikinen. Take care.